Pick, the 15-minute fantasy football podcast. I'm Paul Stoltz, alongside my co-host Anthony LaFerry, and we're coming at you with the ultimate fantasy football prep show. We call it 15 Games in 15 Minutes. These episodes are blazing fast, so get your pause button ready. If you haven't already done so, please follow us at FCK Podcast on Twitter, on Instagram, tomorrow at noon Eastern Time. Anthony will be live on Instagram to answer all of your start-sit questions. Also on Tuesday, we will be releasing our waiver wire episode, and on Wednesday, we will be releasing our trade target episode. Please go ahead and hit subscribe so that you will get a reminder every time we release one of our episodes. All right, Ant, without further ado, let's hit them with the first game. I'll go first. Four and two Colts, three and three Lions. I smell upset in this game. The Lions defense is my sneaky start of the week in daily fantasy leagues. They've only allowed one 300-yard passer so far. Uh, the only guy I'm starting confidently for the Colts this week is Jonathan Taylor. No T.Y. Hilton for me. He's going to be covered by star rookie corner Jeff Okuda of the Lions. Uh, the sleeper start for me, uh, especially in a DFS league, at wide receiver is going to be Marcus Johnson. He's been playing really well of late, and he's got some decent rapport with the uh, slow-armed Phillip Rivers. As for the Lions, AP is going to continue to be a thorn on our side. Don't start him, but definitely start Swift because they're figuring out more and more ways to get him the ball. Uh, Galladay is somewhat safe because of his height, but it's a tough matchup for him with the physical Xavier Rhodes. Stafford will have to get rid of the ball quickly due to the Colts' really good pass rush. That does bode well for Marvin Jones, who's a better underneath route runner than Galladay. And Hawkinson is startable as well. We see how Stafford loves him in the red zone. Two and four, New England at five and two, Buffalo. New England is really banged up on both sides of the ball, including Stephon Gilmore, who's been limited in practice all week. Edelman is also out. Buffalo's also banged out. Micah Hyde, in particular, is in concussion protocol, so take a look out there. However, I think this is a statement game for the Bills, especially their defense. New England is actually 28th against defense as well. So I think not only are the Bills a strong regular play, but I also think they're a sneaky good DFS play as well. I think with the Bills' offense – you got to worry a little bit about Stephon Gilmore. I think he'll be a go, which could limit Diggs, but I'm going to let you all in on a little secret. In seven years, Stephon Gilmore currently has his worst pro football focus grade, so he might be a little bit vulnerable. I also like Devin Singletary as New England is 21st against running backs right now. For New England, they're a mess. I recommend Cam in regular leagues. Uh, I don't even know about DFS, and I can't in good conscience recommend anyone else on New England's offense. 5-1 and one Titans, 1-5-1 one and one Bengals. If you listen to the media narrative, it seems to be that the Titans' defense is all world. They're not. Four of their last four, five games, 27 points, 30 points, 31 points, and 36 points, and they're giving up 145 yards per game on the ground. All the Bengals are startable to me. Burrow, uh, Gio Bernard with, with Mixon out again this week. T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, A.J. Green, all startable as flex. Tyler Boyd as a wide receiver, too. He's my favorite of the bunch. As for the Titans, uh, the Bengals' D-line is finally getting healthy, but I'm not worried about Derrick Henry at all. I like A.J. Brown. Of course, play him. 
no interest in Corey Davis, no interest in Humphreys. As for Johnu Smith, I want him to show me something before I start him confidently. If you have no, no other option, go for Johnu. If you do have another option, I'd go there. Four and two Saints at five and two Bears. Bears are really banged up in a worrisome way right now. Allen Robinson and Khalil Mack did not practice on Thursday. That is not a good sign. That being said, if Robinson is a go, I love Nick Foles this week. New Orleans pass defense is horrible. They're actually ranked 30th against quarterbacks, so he should be in for one of those big Nick energy games. I also really like Jimmy Graham for that matter, and Robinson obviously as well. As far as the Saints are concerned, go with the usual suspects of Kamara and Michael Thomas. Just make sure Michael Thomas is going to play. He's been limited in practice, but he has practiced a little bit, so I think he's a go. Outside of that, the Bears' defense is tough. Um, you know, maybe you could look to the other receivers if Khalil Mack is a no-go and maybe Breeze, but uh, stay away from everyone else in DFS and maybe even standard formats. It's not every day you get to see the best team in the NFL play the worst team in the NFL, and that's probably what we've got here. But here's the thing. Mahomes, Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, it's not like they're going to go bombs away for four quarters. I don't subscribe to the narrative that I want my teams, my, my players, to be playing bad teams because then they get removed from the game basically after two quarters. So I don't love Hill. I don't love Mahomes. I don't love Kelsey. I do like the running backs. And for the rest of the season, I am give me Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He's going to get the majority of the volume. And I don't typically believe in revenge games, but I think Le'Veon Bell is going to play a lot. I am starting him this week. On the Jets' side of the ball, <sighs> Crowder's likely out. Perriman is out. Sam Darnold is playing. And look, they're going to have to throw the ball. So who do I want from their receiving core? Give me Braxton Berrios, who's now going to play the slot with Crowder out. He's going to get a lot of volume. The other guy I'm interested in this week is LaMichael Pirine. Gore can't catch a cold. The Jets are going to be down. They're going to have to throw the ball. And LaMichael Pirine is the much better pass catcher. I think he could get 15 to 20 points this week. A lot of garbage time here. Three and three Raiders at five and two Browns. Right off the bat, Austin Hooper is doubtful, so take a look at Harrison Bryant this week. I love Kareem Hunt and Jarvis Landry because the Raiders are 31st against the run and 23rd against wide receivers. Both are questionable. Just make sure they're going to play. Uh, on the off chance they're out, which I doubt, uh, Dearness Johnson should be in line for a pretty nice game. Richard Higgins, you should have already picked up, will be worth a start. Uh, Buster Mayfield, also a recommended play this week at quarterback. As for the Raiders offense, Josh Jacobs is questionable, but he looks like a go. I really like him this week if he plays. Cleveland's pass defense is weak. They're actually 23rd against quarterbacks and 31st against receivers. Get Carr, get Algalore into your lineups, and if you're desperate, any other Raiders receiver, because I think they could be in for big days, as should be Darren Waller. Two and four Chargers, two and four Broncos. This should be a pretty competitive AFC West matchup. Drew Locke should have his best week since uh, returning from his injury. 
The player I really like for the Broncos this week is Noah Fant. He's finally not on the injury report. I think he's going to have five-plus catches this week. Should do some damage. Monitor Philip Lindsay's status. If he's not playing, Melvin Gordon is a great start. If Philip Lindsay is playing, I'm not trying to predict the usage between them. Should be about 50-50. Pick your poison. Uh, Tim Patrick is startable, but I'm not yet convinced he's the number one receiver. Look to see what Jerry Judy does here. Pass-heavy game plan coming for the Chargers and Justin Herbert. Love Keenan Allen this week. I also like Hunter Henry. I think that's a really good matchup against those linebackers for the Broncos. Uh, I'm not interested in rolling the dice on Joshua Kelly or in Justin Jackson this week. Again, it's too difficult to predict this usage here, and I'm not interested in either of them. One and five Vikings at five and one Packers. Dalvin Cook is questionable, but he logged a full practice on Friday, so he's good to go barring a setback. They're going to need him if they're going to be in this game at all. I definitely recommend Cook as long as he plays, even for DFS. The Packers are actually ranked dead last against running backs, so you need to get him in your lineups at all costs. In the event he doesn't go, Alexander Madison is a must-start in all formats and definitely worth the value play in uh, DFS. Thielen, I think he's worth wide receiver two or flex consideration. Justin Jefferson, flex. Uh, start Kirk Cousins if you're desperate, very desperate. I don't think much of him in a game like this. Uh, as far as the Packers' offense is concerned, Aaron Jones is out. Rock Jamal Williams, he'll, he proved last week he could step into that role and, and do pretty well. Uh, Devontae Adams and our favorite game manager, Aaron Rodgers, should be in the lineup, as should Marquez Valdez-Scatling. Robert Tanyan could also be in for a pretty nice day, too. Um, I also like the Packers defense as a value play. Vikings are 24th against fantasy defenses, and they are clearly in tanking for Trevor mode. Five and two Rams, three and three Dolphins. These are actually two pretty good defenses, so it should be a game that's 25 points or less for both teams. The number one question I've gotten all week is, what do I do about Tua, and how does that affect the rest of the Dolphins? Well, I think you pick up Tua. We know he can run, so he's a dual threat. And we've seen the success of Burrow and Herbert. So he's worth the scoop. I'm not yet starting him until I see exactly what he's got. Now, rookie quarterbacks tend to rely on two things. Checkdowns to running backs and uh, their tight ends. So I'm not saying start Jasicki this week, but I'm saying take a look. If, you, if you've got him on your roster, take a look at what he's going to do moving forward. I think that could be a good play. Miles Gaskin is an absolute no-brainer start. I think he's in for six or seven catches this week. I have no interest in Devontae Parker. Again, the Rams' pasty is number two in the league against wide receivers. For the Rams, I think we're finally going to see a strong game from Cooper Cup. Give me seven, eight catches, 80 yards, and a touchdown for him. From a running back standpoint, Malcolm Brown's not getting the ball enough to warrant a start. Henderson is – I like him as a flex. Don't like him in daily leagues. Don't like him as my running back number two. 6-0 and Steelers at 5-1 and Ravens. This is the game of the week. Both teams are really good, and they're fairly healthy, so this should be a thriller. Unfortunately, because both of these teams are so good, 
we may want to sit this game out in DFS because I don't know if anybody but one guy in particular is going to be worth the price. Uh, for the Steelers offense, obviously you want to get your Big Ben, your James Conner, your Juju into your lineups. You're just not going to have better options. Baltimore, same thing. You got to play Lamar. Stay away from their running backs. That situation's a mess right now. Now, my super sneaky play in DFS for this game is Hollywood Brown, and there's three reasons why. Number one, the Steelers' defense is smart enough to want to keep Lamar in the pocket because that's how you beat Baltimore in big games. Keep him in the pocket. Don't let him run. Make him beat you with your arm. Number two, Pittsburgh's defense is ranked 24th against wide receivers. That's showing a major vulnerability. And number three, and most importantly, Lamar and Hollywood have not hit that big play yet. And in a game like this, this is as good a time as any for it to happen. So I think you could get him on the cheap. I think he's a really nice value play for this week. Four and three 49ers, five and one Seahawks. And this is the game where I give you my recommended daily fantasy football quarterback wide receiver stack of the week. And no, it doesn't have to do with Russell Wilson. Give me Jimmy Garoppolo with Brandon Ayuk, both at tremendous value this week. And there's no Debo Samuel. Ayuk is filling that role. They're similar players. And they're just going to find creative ways to get Brandon Ayuk the ball. I also like George Kittle. He's in for a big week. If I had to choose a running back for the 49ers, I'd go McKinnon. We don't know how they're going to legislate usage, but I can tell you that Jermichael Hasty is bad in pass blocking. There's also a rumor that Tevin Coleman is coming back this week. I don't really want to touch that backfield. Go ahead and scoop Tevin Coleman, though. On the Seahawks side of the ball, it's even worse from a running back perspective. If anybody tells you they know who's playing this week for the Seahawks, they are full of it. Hyde is doubtful. Travis Homer, questionable. Chris Carson, questionable. The only healthy one is DJ Dallas, but frankly, the 49ers run defense is so good, I don't want any of them. Pass-heavy game plan for the Seahawks this week. Give me both Lockett and DK Metcalf. Two and five Cowboys at two, four, and one Eagles. My God, how the mighty has fallen. This is the game for first place in the NFC East this week. Holy mackerel. So, uh, big story heading into this game is the quarterback situation of the Cowboys. Andy Dalton has somehow been upgraded to questionable, but he's still going through concussion protocol. Cowboys are trying to be coy. At this point, it's going to be, and we all want, the nooch. Ben DiNucci is going to be under center for the Cowboys, most likely. And while I'm really excited to have a fellow Italian with the middle name of Anthony leading the Cowboy offense, I'm also a realist. The line should be better this week. Um, Zach Martin and Joe Looney are not on the injury report, so it looks like they're going to go, and they should both get into the lineup. That's going to make the Nooch have a bit more time. Obviously, the weapons are there. Listen, I'm not going to try and at all make it look like a case for him to get into the lineup, but hold serve on Amari Cooper. Uh, if you don't have better options, I guess start um, CeeDee Lamb 
and Gallup, but I would start Lamb before I started Gallup. Gallup is too reliant upon big plays. Um, Cooper, I would say exercise a smidge of caution with because he could draw Darius Slay and he sometimes can get overwhelmed by top flight corners like uh, Stephon Gilmore last year. Zeke, for them to have a chance in this game, they've got to ride Zeke. So you got to get him in your lineup. He may even be worth a look in DFS, depending on the price. Now, as far as the Eagles are concerned, Miles Sanders is out. So Boston Scott is your man. Paul, I've now gone two weeks resisting the urge to call him Austin, Massachusetts. Scott, be proud of me. Uh, start Wentz with confidence. Travis Fulgham. Uh, Richard Rodgers is going to be the tight end because Ertz and Dallas Goddard are out. He should be able to do some damage. Maybe even Greg Ward. I wouldn't say you absolutely crazy to do. Uh, all guys I like, especially if you're doing uh, Sunday night DFS because the Cowboys can't stop anything to save anything. Monday night football. We got the five and two Buccaneers, the one and six Giants. The Giants defense is much better than people think they are. I don't expect a 40 point output from Brady and company. Now, with that said, I do, of course, think the Buccaneers are going to win this game. From a running back perspective, expect Leonard Fournette to continue eating into Ronald Jones' snap share. I think that's going to be on a permanent basis. Godwin is out with a finger injury. Evans has a matchup with Bradbury that's not super favorable. I do think Evans scores this week. I don't think he's going to get a ton of receptions, though. Scotty Miller is impossible to predict when he's questionable, and he is questionable to play this week when he's hurt. He puts up duds. The four games he's been healthy, 73 yards or more, and he scored a touchdown in a couple of those. I like Gronk this week as well. Five-plus catches for him. Now, as for the Giants, no interest in Devontae Freeman or Wayne Gallman, depending on who starts there. The Buccaneers' uh, run defense is way too good. I expect a lot of short stuff from Daniel Jones this week. That means Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard play well. I don't like Darius Slayton as much as the other two. I do like Andrew Ingram for five catches this week. Maybe he gets in the end zone. Not a lot of yardage. That'll do it for this episode of Fair Catch Kick. Please sure to like this episode on YouTube and be sure to smash the subscribe button on both YouTube and Apple Podcasts. We'd also appreciate any positive reviews you could give us on Apple Podcasts. Give us a follow on both our Instagram and Twitter accounts at FCK Podcast. And... Paul and I will be on Instagram Live at around noon on Sunday. We're going to give you all those last-minute injury updates and the last-minute advice that's going to give you the edge to win on Sunday. We'll be back at you on Tuesday with the fallout of Week 8, as well as our top waiver wire pickups for Week 9. And on Wednesday, we'll hit you with another episode for our top trade targets of the week. Thank you all so much for tuning in, and good luck this Sunday.